Okay, so Rabosai, this is going to be a very complicated sugya. Uh, the sugya in general is complicated, and internally there's lots of complications. Uh, we're going to hit a couple of points. There's a Rambam that we're going to go off in five directions on. There's like everybody has a different opinion about the Rambam. And um, so we'll try to make, we'll try to set down some ground rules and get something, get what the issues are so that when we get complicated, we'll have a frame of reference. Okay, so we want to start on Tzadik Ches. Bava Kama, Tzadik Ches. And it's, we're going to pick it up. Where is it? It's going to be... I lost my place. No. Yeah. Okay, we're going to start with the third, fourth line on the top. This is where the sugi starts. Um, this again, the issue is indirect damage. Everybody understands that if I throw a rock at your window and break your window, and because of that, you have to spend a hundred dollars to get the window fixed, I owe you a hundred dollars. I should add parenthetically, in my opinion, that that's a chiddush haTorah. You needed a chiddush of the Torah that when I broke, when I caused damage, I have to pay for it, because one could have said that as long as I don't have your money. If I take your money, I don't need a chiddush atorah to say I got to give your money back. <clears throat> but if I broke your window, so then that's already an element of indirect expense. You now have to go to the window maker to spend $100 to get the window fixed. So there's an element of indirect there. So the Torah says, you're chayv. A chiddush atorah that Adam Hamazik is chayv. And then the Torah extends it to Mamon Hamazik. If you don't take care of your money, you're also chayv with less levels of liability. Plus, I don't have to pay you for your time. Starts, the idea starts with the chiyuv, the basic chiyuv is, di is, uh, is direct damage. And now we've got to see what happens when the damage is indirect. Okay? So, says the Gemara, Amar fourth line from the top side, Ches Amar Hazorik matbeya shel chavero liyam hagadol. Somebody throws a coin of his friend's into the ocean. Okay, so, and we'll, uh, just so that you don't get sidetracked, we're not talking about a guy who picks up the coin and throws it, because the minute he picks it up, he's a goslin, and of course he's chayim. We're talking, we're going to see in the Gemara that he, what he does is he knocks it off. So he never made a kinyan on it. He knocks the coin into the ocean. So what did I do? I didn't take anything of yours. The question is, am I called a mazik or not? So it says, Hazorik Matbeya Shal Khavero Liyama Goro Potter. My time. Why, why am I Potter? Omar Homanach Kamach. He boys chocolate. I I point my finger at the coin that's sitting at the bottom of the ocean, and I say, There it is. Go get it. I didn't take anything. I didn't even take anything away from you because it's available. It's right there. There it is. Go get it. Says the Gemara, Vahani Mili Bitslulin, the Kachazile. I'll translate the Gemara literally and then we'll see how the Rishonim relate to this. Hani Mili, when do I say this din that he's Potter? Because he, he could say, Hamanach Kamach, Iboy Shakle. When do I say that? Bitslulin, when the water is clear. The Kachazile, because you could see it. So I can point my finger and say, there it is. I, it, it's right there. Aval Achurin. But if the water is cloudy, meaning that it's it's not visible, the coin is not visible where it is. He can't see it. Then he can't claim that it's there 
And apparently, according to this line of the Gemara, he will be chayt. Hold all your questions till we see Rashi and Tosos. <clears throat> the Hanimili and all of this that I'm saying, that he's going to be putter if it's if it's in clear water. And he's going to be chayv if it's in cloudy water. The adye that he flicked it, that he that he that he that he he just knocked it. Aval shakle biade, but if he picked it up and threw it into the Yamagadal, so then Migzal Gazle, then he's a Gazlan as soon as he picks it up. And Hashavi Hashava Boime Eved, and then he's gonna have to do a returning, he's a full Gazla. That's the Gemara. Let's see Rashi, how Rashi explains everything. What's the definition of 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 um, uh, of Tzlulin, what's the definition of Achurin? What's the reason for the din? So says Rashi. Hazorik, I'm a rabbi, Garcina Bakuli. You're going to see why that's important. The, the, the fourth Rashi line, I'm a rabbi. All of these are rabbi because we're going to get, as we as we traverse through the sugyas in various places, we're going to have rabbi and we're going to have rava. And we can't get them mixed up. Okay? So this is rabbi. Hazorik matbeya shel chavero so he threw the coin into the into the sea. Af al gav she'en yocholitlo, even though the owner of the coin can't get it, and therefore it looks like the the guy who did that should be chayiv. He's putter. Get him a farish ve'ozil, as it's going to explain. The lo shakli biyade because he didn't pick it up in his hand. Ela da'adi ela he knocked it. Shahisa biyad bailim, the owner is holding the coin. According to Rashi, what I did is I gave a, a slap to the bottom of the hand, and the coin went flying in the air. That's really what Adyaduya means. It went flying in the air. The and then it fell into the ocean. Hoil vitslulin heim. Now Rashi is going to make the distinction between slulin and achuri. Hoil vitslulin heim. The the owner could see the coin. Omar lay kamach avuda. It's there. It's in front of you. It's not lost. It's easily available. Now you're going to ask a question, huh, but I can't get it. I need to hire a diver to go down to get it. And if you need to to pay money. To a bar amora, we'll call that in our language, it would be a diver to go down into the ocean to get it. Right? Lameshat Ulamish has got to swim and get the coin. And therefore, I've got to pay money to retrieve my coin. So shouldn't you be responsible for that? Says Rashi, Gromahu. That is Groma. That expense is Groma. Shegorem lahafsido ososchar. Because he's causing the owner to lose that payment that he has to pay the diver. And since that's grama, we have a din, and this is going to be one of the foundations. Grama b'nezikin pater. We should point out that when we say grama b'nezikin pater, we mean pater b'dine adam, v'chayiv b'dine shamayim. But we're not going to be relating too much to the dine shamayim. Our discussions are going to be what is judiciable in Beisdin. So we've got now that if the coin is visible and the mazik, in quotation marks, can point to the coin and say, there it is, go get it, and therefore I'm not responsible, even if the the owner has to pay money to a diver to get it because he can't get it himself. So that's grama and therefore he's putter. Let's, Let's make it a little more accessible. Everybody understands 
that if I would knock the coin into a little fish pond, now, you know, you have a fish pond, you know, a little, a little, dip, and all you need to do is reach your hand in and get it. Everybody understands that that's putt. Uh, there's no loss there. Okay. Well, guess what? So even if the water is deep, but it's visible, says Rashi, that's like p- putting it into a, 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 a an easily accessible pond. The fact that it's not so easily accessible, but it's accessible, I'm putter. Ah, you're going to have to spend money because you can't get it? That's grump. Okay, but what about achurim? Let's just read on and then I'll take questions. Aval says Rashi, achurim, bishas hataza. Meaning it doesn't mean that after the coin landed, an hour later the water got cloudy. It means that when the coin fell into the water, the water was cloudy and you couldn't see it. Rashi has to explain what's the difference whether the, whether the coin is visible or not visible. So says Rashi that since it's not visible, that's called a maisebiyadayim ibudhi. The ain't goreng elamamish. Meaning, now it's gone. I, nobody knows where it is. You can't, nobody, ha, nobody has access to it because it's gone. So that's called a mazik biyadayim. And therefore, the, the mazik, the person is going to be chayiv. There's no grama there, but he actually caused the coin to become lost. And that's a mazik. That's the basic din here. We'll see Tosas in a minute. But are there any questions till there? Because this is the first step of many, many complicated steps. I, I don't have a difference whether or not uh, the person slapped the coin owner's hand intentional, intentionally or unintentionally. We're talking intentionally. We're talking intentionally. Make it, I want to make it. I want to keep it simple, Doug. I'm keeping it simple. He did it intentionally. Okay. Well, so I don't have such a problem with the din, but I'm just curious as to if that's the case, then why Lushen Zorik? I mean, that's that's not what a Zorik is. Okay, Mercedes, but that's what the Gemara means. Okay. But my my question is, Potter, where does that come from? How is that possible? I caused the dam indirectly. Where is the Havamina that I should be Potter? Okay, so I, I, I I'm not surprised to get that question from Ephraim. Um, but but you 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 didn't inco- you didn't assimilate strongly enough my introduction, which you're probably also uncomfortable with. My introduction was that had the Torah not made an explicit apostle uh, to be mechai of a mazik, when I threw a rock through your window, I'm a bad guy, but I don't have any of your money. Ella what? I cause you to have to go to the glassmaker to spend $100. That is not chai. That's one of the fundamental principles that Grama bin Ezekin is not Chayyim. Now we got to decide, okay, that's that's the benchmark. By the way, again, I'll, just to make you feel a little better, Ephraim, it's that Chayyim, it's Potter the Autumn, the Chayyim Bedine Shomayim. So there is an I element of appeal. Okay. I got that. But, but the, 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 the benchmark is Grama bin Ezekin Potter. Now, all the way we're going to go and we're going to have gradations from Grama bin Ezekin Potter up to and including a full mazik, which again, at the end of the day, I didn't take your money, but I caused you to spend money. That's chayv. And now we've got a few steps in the middle. Well, the reason is Potter is because it doesn't say Clor that you're chayv. No, but it's because I don't have anything of yours. You and I didn't that. do what I'll, I'll add. I'll add another element. Maybe it'll, it'll help you a little bit. 
because it's going to become important along the way. I did nothing directly to your property. I did nothing to your property. Yeah, you're. I I think I did scenario in a scenario where you did. How is it different? Oh wait, <laughs> you know we're, we're we're not in the first day of the year. We're in the first ten minutes of the year. Okay, okay. we got a long way to go. We, all, okay. all of these things. Maybe I don't know if we're going to even get to the rush today. But the rush for us says there are three categories. Okay, there are three categories. Okay, so we got a long way to go. I mean the scenario. The scenario is, is the way Rashi has described is very <clears throat> is very important because he's saying very clearly. The Mazik never had possession. It's basically you dropped it, and I caused you to drop it, but you dropped it. Okay, you can if you want to phrase it like that. It's a little worse than that, but I'll I can live with that. Daniel has a question. I mean, back to the original example that you started here with. You threw the rock. The rock didn't get its velocity by itself. No, no, I'm chayev. Well, no, 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 I'm chayef. That's why I'm chayev. That's direct damage. The Torah says I'm chayev. That's a Mazik. Exactly what you just said. That's why I'm high. Robert Kralinsky, not every Pasuk in the Torah is a Chiddush. You want to tell me if I didn't have a Pasuk of low, you know, low Tirzach, that I would think that you could go ahead and murder if the Torah didn't tell me you can't murder? Well, it's one of the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Noach, so I guess that um, you, you you really should ask what did, what was Mitchadesh in the Aseris Adibro since uh, low Tirzach was one of the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Noach, what was Mitchadesh? But no, yes, well, wait a minute. Are there societies? Why do you have to say that every pasuk in the Torah that prohibits something is a chiddush? Uh, well, that's 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 a yisod because the the Torah doesn't need to tell me what I don't need the Torah to tell me. And if the Torah tells it to me, that means that there's a chiddush. There has to be a chiddush in everything in the Torah. So when Cain killed Hevel, yes, that was still parv until then. No. No, I didn't say that. I mean, there there are certain basic things that it was already incorporated in when Akkadish Borchu created man, is that you're not allowed to take somebody else's life. But I, look, let's not get sidetracked, please. That, that's really way off the topic, okay? That's way off the topic. Let's not talk about murder. Let's talk about, about theft. Uh, let, Frank, let me just show you where it's coming from. Do I need a Pusik to tell me that if I stole your money, I got to give it back? Well, there is a pusik that tells you that, isn't there? If I do, I need a pusik to say that if I borrowed a hundred dollars, I got to pay back. I don't know. There isn't a pusik. There's no pusik that says that if I borrowed a hundred dollars, I got to pay back. You know why? Because it's cheap, though. Because yeah. I'm holding your money. I have no right to hold your money, so I have to give it back. And therefore, you have to ask a question: Why is there a pusik the heshivas agzela? You mean without a pusik, I wouldn't have to give it back? You hear the problem? Yeah, well, th- there are societies where you can take stuff from other people and you don't have to give it back. Okay, but but in the Torah, but that's not part of the Torah system. Okay? Mm-hmm. There are people who borrow money and don't give it back also, Ephraim. I'm sure you know about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, let's go on. Let's see Tostos. So Testosos, what does Achurin mean? What's the difference between Achurin and Tzluin? So according to Rashi, whether it's visible and he can point his finger and say, there it is, or it's not visible, says Tostos, it doesn't literally mean that the water is cloudy or the water is clear. Ella, what does it mean? Even if the water would be cloudy, but if a diver can get it, meaning we know it's there and a diver can get it, 
that is equated with slulin, and therefore you're going to be chayv. Are you going to be potter? The afilut slulin, and on the other hand, the opposite, even if it's slulin, and you see it's there, but it's, you know, I don't know, 2,000 feet under a clear water in a lake, and it's down there, but no diver can go there because the water, because the air, the pressure is too much, and therefore no diver has access to it. Certainly in there in those days, so Tosa says it's not a question of visible or invisible. It's a question of available to a diver or not available. Ah, so you'll ask a very simple question. So why did he use those examples? In other words, it's it's just that's the norm. It was representative of available or not available. Okay, so that's how Tosis learns Pshat. Okay, everybody okay so far? Again, we have a simple Yisod of Groma bin Ezek and Pater, but if it's available, if it's not available because of what you did, then that's considered a full mass. Can Rashi live with Tosis's understanding? Don't know. I don't know. Apparently, I, I, I'm not sure that Rashi would agree with Tosis. That's my general rule, is that when Tosis says what he says, and Rashi says something explicit that is not aligned with it, they probably have a machlokas. But we're not going to get into that, because that's that's very minor things right now. Masiv Ram, a mechalalin al ma'os she'enan birshuso. Mechalalin here, we're talking about Meiser Shani. Okay, so you need Meiser Shani, um, Meiser Shani has to be eaten in Yerushalayim. And if you don't want to schlep the fruit up to Yerushalayim, you're poda it. Or also there's a there's a din of revai, revai, where you need to be pode before you can eat it. So you want to be pode, your Meiser Shani, on money that's not in your rishus. It's not in your bank account. It's not in your pocket. It's not in your house. Ein mechalolin al Moshein abishuso. Okay, what is that? What's the example? He has money in another city. Or his wall, or the money fell into the ocean. So what do you see from there? That money in the ocean is gone, says Rashi. What's the kasha? I'm sorry, what's the kasha? Right. That's the name of a place. Means it's not available. Now, as if the if the money's in a bank in the next town, oh, so travel to the town and get it. We're talking here where there's it's not accessible to you. Ain mechalalin, you cannot be potemaiser sheni on it. Alma avud chashiv So if it's in the ocean, it's considered gone. So therefore, why isn't the guy who knocks it into yamagadol? Why isn't he chayev? Because it's gone. And if I make the money gone, then it should be chayev, meaning it's not birshusi. Again, apparently Yamagadol means he could get it, but it's hard to get. So Omer Rav, Omer Rav, shiny linian meiser debeinin motzi biyalcha. Yerachman Omer v'tzarta kesef biyadecha v'leka. So there's a higher standard of availability for meiser sheni where it has to be literally accessible, and therefore it's not. But in Nizikin, it's it could be that that's accessible enough to exempt you from Nizikin, but it's not accessible enough to be called the Yadcha for Meisher Sheni. 
Okay, so again, we're making a distinction of levels of accessibility, and therefore it may it, it may not be easily accessible, but it's accessible. So for Meister Shani, it's got to be easily accessible, and Yamagodal is not easily accessible, but for Chiv Nizikin, it's got to be non-accessible, and therefore, since it's accessible, therefore you're going to be put. That's the Gemara's terms. Let's not get too sidetracked on that because we need money more cases. Ve'amarava. A new ke- another din of Rabba. Hashaf matbeya shel chavero. A person like smooths out the coin of his friend. So you know that in those days, the silver coins were minted so that they were actually had more value than the value of the silver in the coin. So what the person did is he smoothed out the coin aspect of it. So now it's smooth. So you can't spend it the way you used to be able to spend it. So hashaf matbeshel chaveiro potter. Okay, that says Rashi shepiche deratsura. He somehow or other damaged the 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 shape of the coin or the 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 the, the minting of the coin, but the coin is still intact. So it says my time at the hollow of velomidi. He didn't destroy the. He didn't do anything directly damaging the coin. It's just now you can't use it the way you used to use it. That's only when you hammered it down with a hammer so that all of the silver is still there. But if you sliced off the engraving part, you diminish the quantity of the coin. That's called direct damage and you're going to be high. Uh, okay. I really don't understand the scenario of like how it's hard for us a little bit to understand, but I, it's like I understand the Mitzias that is being described, but if a silver coin that has been hammered to oblivion and you just have this no, 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 don't, no, don't make it worse than it is. It's not legal tender anymore. It's, it's it's legal tender, but it's not as valuable. It's not as usable as it was. And, it's and, not as usable as it was. That's all you got to say. Again, okay. Daniel. Wait, wait, Daniel. Daniel. No, no, no there's going to be a rule here. There's going to be a rule in these cases. There's lots of ways to understand it. Understand it so that it works. That's all I got to say. Understand it so that all he did is it's grama and not direct damage. Look at the difference between hammering down... The, the 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 mold of the coin without taking anything away from the coin and taking something away from the coin. That's the difference. I, Josh, understand, I understand the difference, but what I can't understand is that the hammering down already makes it only makes it into grama. And not That's into- correct. It's gr- it's exactly. You're gonna you know what? Hold on, because you're gonna be even more bothered by one of the coming cases. What do you want to say, Josh? Yeah, just uh, one. Maybe I'm wrong, but I understood this to mean that um, what a coin with a um, you know, with with the king's seal on it is verifiable as being a real metal, and there's a concern anything that doesn't have it either is not allowed to be used in that area, or it is um, not verifiable as being real. I like the first one better than the second one. Is that in other words, the the, the merchants won't take it in that city. Okay, could be. The point is, is that the point is that there's no again. It's not usable the way it was. 
All right. It hasn't lost value in the sense of it's now worth financially. Well, you know, hold on till the next case. And that's how you're going to have to understand. It. Well, theoret theoretically, the one that was banged with a hammer can be can be restamped as a coin. OK, and, maybe that's nice. OK, and, that also could be. Anyway, again, I don't want to get too bogged down here because we, we these are all treated as I, we, Rob is pottering all of these. We'll have to see why. Masiv Rava. We're talking here now about an Evid Kanani, where you hit him on the eye and you blinded him, or you hit him on the ear and you made him deaf. So you know that there's a din of Shane Va'ai and that if you damage, if you take out one of the organs, the Evid Kanani goes free. Evid Yotze Ben Lecherus, then the Evid goes free because you destroyed his eye. But Kineged Eino Ve'eno Roe, you didn't hit him on the eye. You hit him near the eye. You hit him on the head, and then he lost his sight. You hit him on the head, and he lost his hearing. That's not the same as knocking out the eye. And therefore, So what do I see, says Rashi? Um, there's no Rashi. So it should be obvious what we're seeing. What we're seeing here is that... The grama is. I'm sorry. Rabba letame de Amar Rabba Chershol Laaviv Nerag Shiev Shal Chrisha Belo Chabura. The taft de Dama de Naflale Beune. So the, what was what was Rabba's problem? Let's figure out what was Rabba's problem. Is that apparently, when I hit him on the head and it causes damage, that's not the same as taking out the eye. So why is that a problem? Because I, he he wants to say what? I'm not sure why. I don't sure why this is a kasha to Rabba. Says Tosvos. Says Tosvos. Masiv Rava. Masiv Rava. He calling. Remember, this has got to be a kasha on Rabba's din about the coin. So what's the problem? Well, what's the comparison? Masiv Rava. He calling. Usmola lozna v'chersho. So the Torah says that if I take out an organ, I cut off your hand, I cut off your ear, I take out your eye, that's Yotzei Lecherus. What if he hit the guy on the eye and he lost his sight? So according to what we're saying, it's grama, because the the eye is still there. Just what happened? He can't see. So there's no damage of taking out the eye. Nothing's missing. Again, you see, with the coin, what did we say about the coin? You bang the coin down if nothing is missing. What is it called? You hit the coin, nothing's missing. What's What do we say? Chayav or putter? Come on, guys. The hammer your pocket. Nothing's missing. What is it? It's only. It's only grama. So when he, when the when the owner hits the Evan on the eye, and the eye is perfectly intact physically, but he can't see. What should that be? Well, you see, it's grama because if he hits him on the side of the head and he can't see, he certainly it's certainly not Yotzei Lecherus. 
So the, the only time you should be able to go is when you physically remove the eye. So why is he go You see that causing damage, even if it's still intact, if it's functionally not a, not usable, that's not grama. That's the kasha. Everybody understand the kasha? Yeah, I mean, it, I mean it's it's really the same principle as Lulian Vilhure. Functionally, it's it's inaccessible. You can't get to it anymore. Like it's it's like the same machlok as Rashi and Tosfos regarding Akurivitz Lulig. Well, uh, let's not make this a machlok as Rashi and Tosfos. This is going to be pushup shot. That 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 when you hit him in the eye and blind him, but the eye is still there, what says Tosfos. Lo chasre dein bo pagam v'chisaron el akivin shekil kolo chayev afal pishen bo shum pagam v'chisaron. The guy who knocked the coin. Let's see the terrors. Again, you got to know the problem. Before you see Rabba Litame, you got to understand the problem. Rabba just said that if I don't, if, if I don't remove anything, but I make it not usable, that's not called direct damage. Why is that not called direct damage? Uh, I, are you asking me on the coin? No, I'm asking you on the eye. Because what's an eye worth if it can't see anymore from the makkah that, that the guy got? The Torah never said that I'm chayev because the eye because I can't see anymore. What's the proof? You hit the guy on the head and he can't see. So what's the difference whether I hit him on the eye and he can't see or I hit him on the ear, on the head and he can't see? Why are you making a difference? You're trying to access the din of taking out the ear or taking out the eye. He peel ano. He peel sheno. You have to knock out the eye to go free. So Lechari, you should have said, if you didn't knock out the eye, you don't go free. What's the proof that if you hit him on the head and he can't see, you don't go free? So what difference does it make whether I hit him on the head or I hit him on the eye? At the end of the day, I didn't knock out the eye. Uh, it's, it's a bit, it's, you know, it's, it's, I, I somehow I feel there's a... <laughs> A difference between knocking out a tooth and um, by a makkah, or knocking out an eye by the makkah. But you didn't knock out the eye. I know, I know. The eye is still there, but it's now useless. It's blinded. Wonderful. That's exactly the point. If the eye is still there, you haven't fulfilled what the Torah said in order for the ever to go free. Um, but he feels shano, but if, if there's... Uh, the, Be careful what you're about to say. You're about to say something that's not correct. Yeah, Go I'm ahead. Trying to understand, like when I knock out the tooth, so then the tooth is gone. Correct. The guy cannot chew anymore if he lost his front teeth, let's say, right? Well, it's why, why did you say that? One tooth. Guy loses one tooth, he goes out. Maybe maybe only had one tooth. So like with that... Uh, one, well, well, but if he, had 20, if he had 46 teeth and you lost one, he also goes out. Don't make it up. Daniel, you guys got to learn not to make up scenarios that don't work if there are scenarios that do work. I'm just trying to understand the the, the, the fact that the, the Makkah, I'm not even talking about the Makkah. On the there is no freedom because you hit your Eved. There is freedom because you knocked out a limb. The limb has to be missing. The fact that it's there and not functional anymore is not called missing. That that's exactly the kasha. 
Why are you letting him free when the eye is still there just because you caused the eye not to see? Oh, that's, that's the kasha. Okay. And the answer is Rabba Latame. But look what Rabba's answer is. Rabba Latame, the Amar Rabba Choshu Le'aviv Nerag. If a person causes his father to become deaf, meaning he hit him on the head and the father went deaf, you know that you're only Chayiv Misa if you caused a blood wound of the father. A son is only Chayiv Misa, but it says, Make Aviv Imomos Yumos. There has to be blood wound. So how come he's chayev when he made the father deaf? That if you made him deaf, it means there was some blood that plugged up the ear. In other words, there's no way that you can do such a thing without something missing. So therefore, Rabbi is saying, says Rashi, I think there's a Rashi, right? Um, <laughs> he pounded the cat, the coin with a hammer, and because of that, it became worth less. And because of that, it's worth less. Maisu. So why are you calling that grama? Yet when you hit the guy on the eye and you don't knock out the eye, that's not called grama. Answers the Gemara, Rabbi Latamei. Hilkel gabe eved nami chisoron hu, ukeneged ozno potter mishum da hachilo havilei lamechash, the high vade grama hu. In other words, when you hit them on the eye, there certainly has to be something missing from the eye when you hit him on the eye. But when you hit him near the eye, then it's possible that nothing happened. That's that's the terrorist. Again, I don't want to get too sidetracked. We're trying here to stay focused on what is considered grama. The Amarabah, this is the one you're not going to like. I mean, if you didn't like the coin, you're not going to like this one. But no, this is going to, this, when you understand this, you'll understand it well. The Amarabah, you put a hole in the ear of the cow. Why are we even talking about that? Why should that matter? Turned it into a puzzle. But the car, it cannot be carbonable anymore. It ah, be- it can't be a carbon. So it says, Patur. My timer. Pura, can a kaima kaima? The low other, the low meaning. What did I do? A hole in the ear? You know, sometimes the owner puts a hole in the ear because he wants to put a ring in there. So I didn't do anything. Ah, you'll say, as Daniel said, but what went wrong? I now I can't it. now I can't use it as a korban. The coolest I mean, every cow is gonna be a korban? In other words, a cow with a hole in the ear, and a cow without a hole in the ear. And you go to the schlachtois. Right? You go to the farmer, I want to buy your cows. Okay. <laughs> And you see, oh, this cow has a hole in the ear, so I'm going to pay you less for it. I need to make a barbecue, and you got two cows. And why are you charging me the same for the one with the hole in the ear and the one without the hole in the ear? Well, because for the barbecue, nothing happened. So that's called, look at Rashi. Hatsore, Poge. Okay, so there's no Rashi. We'll explain it outside. Okay. 
Um, because you'll notice that the reason is because you can't assume that a cow is there for a korban. So we have to just parenthetically, we have to point out that if there would be a, pe- a, 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 a herd of cows right next to Harabayas, where their job, what they do is they sell cows for korbanos. And you go there and you put a hole in the ear. You're definitely going to be chayev. That's a mazigamur. Okay? But otherwise, the, the, the fact that he can't use it now as a core, but that's not considered nezik. Okay? Um, yeah. Just one second. Let's see if we want to go back to that tosvus. Yeah. No, we're not going to get sidetracked. Okay. Masivrava. So again, now we have, so what we're saying is you put a hole in the cow's ear. It can't be used as a korban. That's not called damage. We're talking here about para aduma, where if you use the para aduma for any melacha, or in the mechatos, it becomes puzzle. Okay, so if you used it, you used it. Your potter medine yaron v'chay bedine shamayim. Melacha hu delo min kach ezeka. The reason your potter is because when you do melacha, it's hezek sheino nikar. That's why your potter. Aval tzorim de min kach ezeka. Hachinami de mechay bedine yaron. So I'll make a diuk. It says that you were doing melacha with the paras chatas. You have a para aduma. There's a para aduma, and before we slaughtered it, you took it and you did malacha with it. So now it can't be used as a para aduma anymore. Okay, if you remember the story of Dumba ben Nasina, that is a huge depreciation in value. Pater it's it's hezek sheno nikar. What's the implication? That if the hezek would have been nikar, you would be chayev. So that sounds like I should be chayev. Okay, so 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 Tzorim, so, so the Tzorim Ozno Ozno of the Para that's Hezek Nikar. So what's the different? The only reason why the why the Osim Alacha is Pater is because it's Hezek Sheino Nikar. The Tzorim Ozno Para is Hezek Nikar. So why do you say that you are? So why does it imply that I'm only Pater because of Hezek Sheino Nikar? I should be Pater because it's Grama. It should be called Grama. Says the Gemara, you're 100 percent correct. Right? Says the Gemara, no. Amre, who adin afilu tzorim potter? No. Tzorim is potter, and also malacha b'tzorim is potter. Aye. So why did it tell me what appears to be the smaller chiddish? It should have told me the bigger chiddish. Your default was... That if I did malacha, since it's hezek sheino nikar, I'm putter completely. So it had to tell you, no, that you're going to be chay b'dinei shamayim. But the din would be the same if you were tzorim ozno shel chaveiro, shel paraso, even because it's it's a grama, uh, but and you're still going to be, and of course, and of course you're chay b'dinei shamayim. Okay, next. This is, so far, these are the, 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 the cases that aren't so relevant to us. The next one's going to be really relevant. Biomar Rabbah. Okay, you have an IOU. You have a thousand a ten thousand dollar IOU. 
I come along and I burn it up. Well, <laughs> what did I? So if you have a $10,000 bill and I burn your $10,000 bill, that's direct damage. I didn't. What did I do? I burned up a piece of paper that says that Ruven owes Shimon, that Ruven owes you $10,000. So what did I do to you? What damage did I do? The Omar lay. What does the Mazik say to get off the hook? All I did is I burned up paper. So I'll pay you $2 for the paper. Wait a minute. What's the scenario here? Ruvain burns up Shimon's star. Well, what's the scenario? Are there witnesses that know what was in the star? Are there witnesses that know that the star said that Ruvain owes Shimon $10,000? Fine. So then, so the witnesses will testify that, that there was a star that Ruvain owed Shimon $10,000. And we'll write a new star. So the Sorev didn't do anything. Hello, what are you going to say? Like a Sade. There's no witnesses. <laughs> if there's no witnesses, so Minayadina, Anan Miyadina, how do we know what was in the star? How could you know what was in the star? <laughs> the owner of the star says it was $10,000. <laughs> the Sorev will say, Mapitom. It was uh, the, what I burned up was a, was a, was a, res- was a kitchen recipe from your wife. So the Gemara wants to know here, either he has to pay everything, he should never have to pay anything. Because if we know what was in the star, we'll write a new star. And if we don't know what was in the star, then why does he have to pay anything? Everybody hear the problem. The scenario is, yeah, the, you have to, it's a little tricky, Rashi here in the Girsa. We'll learn what it obviously has to mean. Oh, let's see Rashi. See, Potter. You don't have to say Potter. There's nothing to pay back. If you don't know what's in the star, of course he doesn't have to pay. There's nothing to be Potter from. So the answer is Tehebemamino. Who believes whom? Tehebemamino Balashtar. That the Balashtar is believed by the Sorev. That's the Pshat. The, the Balabar Lisorev, he's believed by the Sorev. In other words, the, the Sorev says, I believe the Balashtar. If he says it was $10,000, I believe him. But he's still putter because it's Groma. Okay? Everybody understands why it's Groma? Says the Gemara, not so simple. Amar Avdimi Barchanina, Hadarabba, Machlokas Reb Shimon Virabbonani. This is dependent on a different machlokas of Reb Shimon and the Rabbana. The Reb Shimon di Avar Dover Hagorim Limamon Kimamon Dami Mechaev. The Rabbana di Amri Dover Hagorim Limamon Lav Kimamon Dami Lo Mechaev. So we're just now introducing a new idea. What is Dover Hagorim Limamon? Says Rashi. Reb Shimon Beperek Merubo Gabe Kochim Shechaev Bachrayusa. So um, there's 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 a there's a um, a, a, a behema a, a, a korban. There's a korban. Who owns the korban? Who owns the korban? Guys, come on with me. Who owns the korban? The owner. The nizok. The owner. It's Hegdish. He doesn't own it. 
Hector shones it. Oh, it's already a carbon. He, Hector shones it. So if so, therefore, right? So therefore, uh, how, uh, right? That um, that one well, sorry, the lashon is right. Is that I lost the place here? Right. That if you damage a carbon, okay, do you have to pay the owner? So if the owner is chayiv ba'achrayis, what does it mean chayiv ba'achrayis? means if something happens to this korban, he's going to have to bring a new korban. So what does he own in this korban? Only the responsibility, the chayra. What monetary value does he have in this korban? It's conditional. What monetary value does he have in this korban? The answer is zero. However, however, it has personal value in the marketplace. Let's go. Maybe I'll, I'll make it a little easier. In the marketplace, how much could this Corbin fetch if you wanted to sell it? Nothing. 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 However, if something happens to this Corbin, he's going to have to reach into his bank account and pay $500 for a new Corbin. Right. That's called Goreim Lamama. So when you damage that Corbin, you damage something that has market value zero. But the owner has a vested, I don't know what word I should use for it. He has equity in that, that if it disappears, he's going to have to reach into his bank account to pay $500. That's called Goreim Lamomo. But let, let's see, the, 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 there's a better case coming up. It'll make it it'll make it even easier, easier when you see the better case. Um, let's see the Masif. Okay, Matkif La Rabuna Braid the Rav Yehoshua. Amor to Shamat Lele Rabbi Shimon Dover Gum the Momon Kamomodami, the Dover Shikro Momon. Kinaraba, the Amaraba. Here's the real Machlokas of Dover Gum the Momon. Gozal Chametz, Lifne Hapesa. Famous case. So Ruvain on Purim steals a case of Johnny Walker from Shimon. Okay, so $500. Ubo Acher. Visorfo bimoe. And Ruven, the Ganav, not only is he a Ganav, he's not worried about Chametz Bepesach. And, and, and he didn't burn the, the, the Johnny Walker, and it's sitting in his house on Pesach. Okay? And Levi comes along and burns up the Chametz in the middle of Pesach. So, how much mon- how, what was the monetary value of that Chametz on Pesach? Nothing. Zero. And therefore, he's potter. However, but what happens if he return? He he he. It's still there after Pesach, and he comes and he burns it up. So you got to know an important din in Gezela is that. There's a concept called the Heshiv Esakzela, Hare Shalcha Lefanecha. Ruven stole the Johnny Walker on Pesach, on Purim, and it was worth $500. After Pesach, how much is it worth? How much can he sell it for? Zero. But if he takes that Johnny Walker, the Johnny Walker that he stole, and he knocks on Shimon's door and says, Hey, Shimon, you know that Johnny Walker that I stole from you on Purim? Here it is. I just did He's Potter. That's, that is good. 
Okay. But if he tries to sell it, how much will he get for it? Zero. So comes along Levy and with a sledgehammer breaks all the bottles of Johnny Walker. So how much financial, direct financial damage did he cause to Ruvain? Zero. Zero. Because the Johnny Walker was worth zero on the market. However, because of that, he now has to spend $500 to replace it. That's called Dover Hagoreim Limomo. The mammon itself is worthless, but it's go. But that mammon is goreim lemama. So that's a machlokas, Rabbi Shimon and the Chachamim. Let's see that inside. The Amar Gazal Chametz Lifnei Pesach. I'm on the third wide line. Gazal Chametz Lifnei Pesach. Uboacher v'sarfo b'moed Potter shakol mitzuvin all of levaro. Meaning he did a mitzvah, says Rashi. So then there's zero chiv. Because during Pesach, Reuven cannot deliver it back to Shimon and say, because it's chayv biur. But after Pesach, Machlok is Reb Shimon of Rabbonon. Shimon dami the Rabbon and the Amri Dover Hagorim the Momon Lavkim Momon Dami Patur says Rashi. The Reb Shimon Chayiv Haisha Sarfo he's Chayiv Lishalim Legazlan Demeim the Dover Hagorim the Momon who Shim Haya Be'en Haya Machzir Ogazlan Lebaylo who Patur that's not Leil Gazal Chametz the Over Alav HaPesach Omer Lorish Lachalafanecha the Achshav She'en Be'en. But now that the chametz is gone because Levi destroyed it, yachzir damin lebaylov. Over chametz of Pesach, who the Amrin and Hachi, mishum the ikro kolomar betchiloso mamon avi, the achshav afal pishenu shavel klum gorin lemamonu. Aval bishtari. Here we're going to make a difference. Let's go back now to our Gemara before we see the end of this Rashi. So again, let's go back to the beginning, and now you'll see what why this is relevant. We're talking now about Sorev Shtarosa. So that star, is that star Gorim Lamamon? Does everybody agree that the star is Gorim Lamamon? I see only two heads nodding. The fact that now Reuven doesn't have his star, that's going to cost him $1,000 because he won't be able to collect. Okay? So it's Gorim Lamamon. Okay? And Rabbi said he's putter. So says Rabdimi Barchanina, no, it's not so simple. That's a machlokas Rabbi Shimon and the Chachamin. Because according to Rabbi Shimon, Dover Agorim Lemomon Kemomon, then a Sarf Sharav should be Chayev. And Dover Agorim Lemomon Kemomon, as Lav Kemomon Potter, he should be putter. That's what it said. That's what, that's what Rabdimi is saying. Okay? Rabbi Shimon, Dover Agorim Lemomon Kemomon, Dami Chayev. Wait a minute. Amar, when did I ever hear the Amar the Shami Leila Rabbi Shimon Davar Agorim Lemomon Kimomon? When do I say Davar Agorim Lemomon is Kimomon? Remember, that's a huge Kiddish because the default should have been that it's a Grama. It's a Grama. Right? I was going, you'd have to go to your bank. That's a Grama. 
So when do I say Davar Agarim Lamamon is worse than Grama, but it's Mamon? The Davar Sheikra Mamon. That's when the essence of the thing I damaged that was Gorim Lamamon is itself fundamentally Mamon. But all of that is what we just said. But what about the Dovashain Ikro moment? Is the star Dovash Ikro moment or Lavi Ikro moment? Love. The star is definitely Lavi Ikro moment. So therefore, me, I'm reading, where did Rabbi Shimon ever say that a Dover that's not Ikro moment? That that's also going to be kimomo. Okay? So what we just did is we decoupled this from the machlokas of dover agarm lamom and kimomo. That this is pure groma. Now we have a new concept, and this is a perfect place for us to leave off till next time. Amara meymar man didoin dinadigarmi magbi me'alya. We now have a new concept called called uh, um Dina digarmi. This is between direct damage and groma. It's in the middle. So one who holds that you are chayev in dina digarmi, shtar ma'alya, he has to pay him the full value of the star because it was garmi. We'll see in a minute, Rashi. Umandalo da'in dina garmi, magbi be'dmeni arbe'alma. But if you hold that we don't die in, we don't treat garmi any different than groma, he has to pay for the paper and that's it. Have a uvda. There was a story, the Kafya Rafram Lirav Ashi. There was a case of Sorif Staros of Shel Chavero, and Rafram forced Rav Ashi, Agvi Bekik Shurth Litzalma, meaning he collected full, full value. In other words, Rafram is paskening, Dinadigarmi, says Rashi. Man de doin Dinadigarmi, Rabbi Meiri. All right, you're going to hear this many, many times now during the Sugya. Rabbi Meir holds doin dina digarmi. The Chachamim hold lo doin dina digarmi. Okay, magvile min asorif kol ashtar shari garmo lehefsi. The achve rafram liravashi shasorif shtar chaveru bialduso. The agve minei guvayna maalyu kol mashakosav bishtar ki kashur litzalma piron gomer min aidiyus kikorelo hanivcheres bishar koros ba sura v'dekuvan. Meaning that he collected the best. So now, what is Garmi? This is going to be the major issue that we're going to be talking about. So everybody should understand that when I burned up the star, it's a little worse than Groma. It's a little worse than Groma. Okay, Groma means that I prevented you from having access to your coin. That's Groma. But when I burned up your star and now you can't collect it, so that's worse than Groma. It could be that it's also Potter. But we're now introducing this concept called Garmi. And one of the things we're going to have to unlock in the whole sugya is where do we draw the line between Groma and Garmi? Okay? So Garmi, Rabbi Meir holds his Chayev, and you see from this Gemara that the Rafram Paskin, and that's how we're going to Paskin. We're going to Paskin like Rabbi Meir, and the whole sugya that we're going to be working with now is, where do I draw the line between grama and garmi? What kind of indirect damage is grama? What kind of indirect damage is garmi? And along the way, I'll just parenthetically throw in something of interest, which came up today when I was preparing the question of 
Is that independent of Grama ben Ezekiel Potter, or is that a function of Grama ben Ezekiel Potter? In other words, does that have anything to do with Grama ben Ezekiel Potter? In a world of Grama ben Ezekiel Chayev, would I could I still have a machlokas about Dover Agorim Lamomon Kemomon or Lav Kemomon, or is this only a machlokas in the world of Grama ben Ezekiel Potter? Something to think about. Okay, Raboy Sai, we're going to stop here today. We're going to pick up on, on Dafkuf Amud Aleph, a couple more. And then in fact, before we see the Rosh, we're going to go back to Chavav, which is the real tough one. I'll just give you the case. So Ruvain throws a clee off the roof. And there are pillows at the bottom. So what's supposed to happen when the clee gets to the ground? Break or not break? Not break. Not break. And Shimon comes along and pulls the pillows away after Ruvain threw it, <laughs> and now it hits the ground. <laughs> well, what did Ruvain do? Ruvain didn't do anything. I threw a clean on pillows. What did Shimon do? I just pulled away pillows. The worst you can make me is Grama. Tune in on, on, on Wednesday. Bezrat Hashem. Okay? Very good. We're just getting started. Rabosai just it's it's a little these are these are just the intro. The cases will be much more relevant as we get into the real real meat of the subject. Okay. I hope I'll see some of you tomorrow. I'm gonna be doing four sessions of uh Chazanisha Munubi Tachon Perak Bays at five o'clock. So if you have a chance, it's to be uh, probably 10, it's gonna be from 10, 12 minutes. That's all each day. This is more of a chizuk for Limutora during the war. Okay, everybody, call to call to. All right.